This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. You know, I'm a little superstitious. You all know that, right? It's just a little bit. And it's good. It just humanizes me. And I believe that things happen in threes, right? One, two, three. It happened in the Mazwai family. Talent one, talent two, number three. <laughs> huh? is, is that is that how we're now going to introduce this is number three this is number three <laughs> but continuing the the impetus of talent i do say they say third time the charm but i think three times the charm yes. so we're speaking to nomsa mazwai she's a development economist social entrepreneur uh um artist and curator and the founder of Funk It, I'm Walking. What do we mean by Funk It, I'm Walking? Well, she's going to tell us in a second. But uh, the hashtag which has been trending is really speaking to the fact that women need to feel safe in the country, safe enough to live and enjoy the democracy the way other citizens of the country enjoy it. And what do we mean by that? How many men, when you walk out the door and decide you're just going to walk to the shops or walk to the park or, you know, go and play a game of tennis or whatever it is, how many of you have to think about the safety quotient? Very few. And that's a privilege. That thing is called patriarchy. The fact that you don't have to worry about your personal well-being. Now let's flip the coin and say, women, when you have to make a simple decision, decision like oh i would like to go for a jog in the morning how many of you have to plot the course check the time see the sunrise consider whether or not it's a smart thing to do all that emotional stress admin just to walk around a neighborhood in which by the way you pay your rates and taxes and services and yet you don't get to enjoy it the way 50 percent of the population does and so nomsa mazwai says you know what funk it we're walking good morning that's exactly it i mean you've captured it you've hit it on the head um it was me having lived overseas having experienced safety and how safety enabled me to access opportunities, to do things. And when I got back to South Africa, I didn't have this thing anymore, this ability to just get up and go. Whether I have a car, whether I have money, all of a sudden I had to start thinking about, okay, which areas am I going to be walking through? What time is it? And I realized, and through just looking at um, you know, our society, I thought about the fact that crime and insecurity has an economic cost in the country. Like it costs, it's expensive. Crime is expensive. In fact, <laughs> in fact, just last week, um, I was listening. One of the, one of the think tanks, I can't, I can't attribute right now, but 10% of GDP. said 10% of GDP is lost to crime. Yes. 10%. 10%. And there you're probably counting, um, you know, the insurance claims, <clears throat> excuse me, you're counting the, um, you know, the, the, the losses through corruption. You're not counting the young Liratombele who is climbing up the corporate ladder, being amazing and getting to a point where her male counterparts can stay till 10 p.m. But she must leave at five. What and about this, that lost cost opportunity? Because we, we both lose out. She loses out and so does the country. So... 
this inability or this absence of safety in South Africa, it's too expensive. We can't afford it. And we can't afford the policing that it takes because that's in itself very complex. We're watching the news. We're seeing how the courts are unfolding. We're seeing how our police system itself is even engineered for failure. I mean, you create these systems that require PhDs. Guys, I hear human rights and everything about the Constitution. But in implementation and application, do we have the resources? Do we have the capacity? Mm. You've got young policemen that are, that don't have English as a first language. Mm. Expected to operate in 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 this way and to be excellent at it. Mm. You know, we're not thinking about the use of technology. How can we use more technology in police work? So, you know, there's so many different angles and problems. And the bro- the bottom line is, we would be far more prosperous as a country if we were safer. Yeah. And you've broken it down for me, even in ways in which I hadn't conceptualized it, is if somebody's very talented, but they're going to have to put in a little bit more work for the promotion. But putting in a little bit more work means they're alone in the office late at night and it presents a physical danger to their person. They'd rather give up the promotion. Those people who leave the country... I'd rather be alive and a manager and dead, dead as a maybe could have been executive. Yeah. Or those people who say, I'm going to take an okay job in the UK rather than the best job in South Africa because it's safer for my family. So the brain drain. The brain drain. All of those have a material impact on the country because of one thing. Safety. Crime Mm -hmm. safety. The lack of safety. I'm a mother. You know, as a mother, I am always thinking about, you know, on Instagram, these pop-ups come live in Canada and I'm the biggest patriot. I love my country. But it pops up and I think to myself, Would you know, it? Could I? What, what does it mean for my children? Mm. Not what does it mean for me? Because yeah. that's how mothers think. What does it mean for my kids? Mm. And so as passionate and as amazing and as, you know, how here Nom Samazwa wants to be and participating and active and mm. positive about the future, at that particular point, I am thinking, what's better for my children? Mm. Yeah, I mean, at all levels. So at the corporate level, uh, one of the biggest issues that's been brought up by uh, the CEO forum, I think is what it's called, who met with the president, was crime after logistics is for them the most pressing issue. They're no longer even saying quality of skills. They're not even saying ESCOM. They're saying after the port of Durban, crime. So... As Funk and I'm walking, what we looked at was, okay, we've got this problem in in our society. Um, how do we address it? We've got problems of unemployment. We've got problems of poverty. Uh, and then we've got this thing, this insecurity, this crime. And we went into communities. We started working with CPFs, the Community Policing Forums. And through collaborating with CPFs, we created a product that, performs the possibility of safety people have to see things in order to understand them and believe them and commit also to participating and so the first thursday night walk was a performance of safety we're saying soweto has a lot of tourism you know i'm an economist so looking at all the different factors 
what business in Soweto will show safety at night and the, the benefits of it? Um, because at the end of the day, it has to be economic. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are hungry. People don't have access okay, to opportunities. So, so just simplify that for me. So if you're a restaurant on Villagazi Street, very popular thoroughfare for the tourist, you don't want to close at 6 p.m.? No. You want to be open at 8 p.m.? You want to be open at 11 p.m.? Okay, 10 p.m. During the week? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, 2 a.m. from Thursday? <laughs> okay. Mukhodu Monday, Saturday? Monday. All of that. You know what I mean? So there's a business imperative to stay open. And the lovely thing about Soweto... Soweto has got a lot of tourism, t- tourist attractions. It's got bucket list attractions. Mm. So a bucket list attraction is a place that people say, before I die, I must go there. Yeah. I have to go. Yeah. And Vilagazi Street, there's two Nobel Peace Prize winners living on one street. Right. That's a bucket list. Yeah. That's a whole other market of tourists that Soweto taps into. Yeah. Now, instead of Soweto saying, we're going to tap into this market, we're going to entertain them, wire, 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 wire. Yeah. So that we're always making money. Money doesn't yeah. sleep in Soweto. Yeah. Instead of that, we've said, no, we're going to have a night shift of criminals and terror that doesn't benefit any of us uh, as a collective instead of having tourists and creatives and artists coming into our space, making it beautiful. And that in some areas of Soweto, that is a 24-hour thing. And we all understand it. And because Soweto then has that offering, it's easier for a discam to say, my discam in Soweto is open 24-7. Now, for Southdale, for, for, uh, for what's that, Lanasia, for Protea, for all of the surrounds, when you have a problem with a sick child at 2 a.m., you know the discam in Soweto, though. And you've solved one thing. Now discam is making money that they were not even thinking they, could, they were ever going to make. From that branch, so you've solved one thing. You sort out you sort out the crime issue in this one attractive spot. The ecosystem of opportunity opens up for everybody else. For everybody, now you've got two shifts instead of one. So if the private sector is employing forty thousand people in Soweto, now it's eighty thousand people in Soweto. Never mind that. We're creating new opportunities, new experiences. And um, we're talking about the tourist uh, destinations. So on my night walks, you know, uh, some of the, 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 the tour sites that we go to, for instance, Mandela House, they're going to be opening for the first time at night with us. Well, I don't know if it's the first time officially, but they're going to be, they don't open at night regularly. They close at six. Now we're going to be giving them all the, all the, all the tours. Everybody buys a ticket gets into that museum, Mandela House, at night. What an experience. What a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the work that we're doing, you know, there's just people are starting to see that Vilagazi Street and that Vilagazi Precinct and other yeah. parts of Soweto, because uh, I have night tours all over yeah. Soweto. There's all of these different opportunities uh, for us to create, for us okay. to create income opportunities. Okay. I, lo- I love how you're piecing through by solving one thing you just expand the horizons for others. And this one thing for South Africans is this crippling, traumatic fear of crime, which is a very real fear. Okay. But we have, a, we have limitations in South Africa, right? Um, there aren't enough police personnel. In fact, we're told that the private security industry is much larger than the official police service by three times. Mm. 
Okay, mm. uh, so we're privatizing security mm. in the country. Uh, the president, in his State of the Nation address this year, committed to an additional five or six thousand boots on the ground, but the finance minister has to find the budget for that recruitment program. In the interim, we've got a premier in Gauteng who has appointed community warders with so much confusion around their actual mandate powers that be. So there are some administrative and financial challenges here. How do we address them in order to actualize? Because your idea makes so much sense. But what about the actual uh, platforms that have to leverage? And so I want you to think about this in the context of Soweto because my night tour business is a Soweto business. Yeah. Um, Funk and I'm Walking has established Soweto Night Out. It's a business that operates in Soweto. In Soweto, safety, safety, looking at the population and how we live in Soweto, it's a community asset or liability that we have control over. We mustn't expect, you know, we mustn't always expect that the government has a responsibility for everything. There is a role for community to always play. And that's where I was talking about the community policing forums. These are people that live in the community who are concerned about safety. And so they become the eyes and the ears within the community. But to be honest, we are all eyes and ears in the community. We all have a presence in Soweto. It's highly congested. And if our group think becomes a positive group think instead of a negative group think, because the, the group think in Soweto is very powerful. And it's burnt. There's, there's so many things that have burnt and it's like who groupthink works in Soweto. Groupthink works. We know the system of groupthink does work. I, I like the terminology you're using. Groupthink can group be think positive or it can be it herd must be mentality. Positive. We mustn't get excited about burning things. We need to get excited about building things. We Somebody saw this, then they told that person, then we told that person, then we caught them, then we called the police and great guys, everybody well done. That was amazing. Less crime. We don't tolerate crime in our community. We don't tolerate bad behavior. We don't break the rules of how to be with one another as human beings. And so in Soweto, our focus as Fankara Walking has always been working with the community policing forums. Mm. We've been successful in some areas. We haven't been successful in others. Different communities operate in different ways. Must remember that in Soweto, there's also an influx of people from the other parts of uh, South Africa. So different cultures coming together. It's not very easy always to speak the same. But let me tell you, decency is one language. Everybody understands. Everybody understands decency. Okay. So, so when we uh, come back, because uh, Owen would like us to catch a breath, I want you to tell us about the Funk It I'm Walking. What is this business? Where do these walks go? And once you've collaborated with the community, especially the community policing forums, what are the results? I love that Discam example. I'd never thought about that. Thought-provoking conversations with Lira Dombele, 9 a.m. to midday. I want to live in a country where, as imperfect as all nations are, You're just safe, safe enough to go to the shop, safe enough to pick up your child from nursery school, safe enough to go jogging if you want to, safe enough to go and visit a friend, safe enough to go on a hike. Just feel safe. Well, Nomsa Mazwai says not only is it good psychologically, not only is it the essence of a democracy, but actually it makes economic uh, sense because if there's safety embedded in how people live and work, investment flows. Let's carry on. So, funk it, I'm walking. 
So Fankaram Walking aims to make it safe for a woman to walk at any time of day in any condition. That's a registered not-for-profit company. And the ways in which we imagine safety for women is different in every single community. And so in Soweto, when we looked at Soweto, we identified just a few things that would make it safer for women. For instance, where we would see illegal dumping sites. You know, dumping sites and that whole thing of just filth. If you live amongst rubbish, rubbish things will happen to you. Like rubbish things go on in rubbish places. Um, and so we started something called Soweto Saturdays. And every Saturday we encourage people to go out and pick up litter, clear yeah. dumping sites, recycle. You know, just it's an opportunity for us to educate each other around how, how we can be more efficient around waste. Then um, looking at Soweto, looking at the high population, looking at the queues at the end of the month, looking at the tourism in the area, our thinking was there's an opportunity here for a nighttime economy. Now, from a retail perspective, we were thinking more about maybe at the end of the month, maybe from the 25th until the 2nd of the month, um, the malls run 24 hours because that's when we have a lot of queues. Mm. I mean, we don't want to. Sometimes there's a good idea and then we want to, we want to copy-paste <laughs> you have to copy paste but think about how much we paste this thing so from a retail perspective it would be around month end where you see all these queues and that opportunity but in the tourism sector we really saw that there's an opportunity for us to run night tours and so myself at June 16 Youth Development Foundation as well as We Uprising Youth um, I started the night walks they joined me as partners to support me in my work that I was doing at the time three years ago and um we started building towards these uh, night, this night product. Mm. So we have about 20 tours that we've tested mm. in Soweto, all across Soweto, not only in Vilagazi Precinct. There's loads of other tourist destinations and tourist attractions throughout Soweto. Nice. Um, so we've got different walks around Soweto. And uh, this walk coming up now is launching really Soweto Night Out, which is a night tour operator. And by providing night tours as Soweto Night Out, we are actually in increasing the revenue earning opportunities for tour operators. Mm -hmm. So a Springbok or a tour vest or a, the, you guys here yesterday, you had the guy, the gig tour. Ne? Yeah. Um, those people, yes. now I can say, well, continue making money. You can book tours at night with me. Right. I've got this experience. So it's a night out. We visit three heritage sites. We go to one tavern. Um, like I said, the heritage sites are open. We're based at a restaurant, always a great restaurant. Um, your ticket, which is 475 Rand, includes dinner and two drinks, as well as a lovely flask that we have so that we can be enjoying on our roads. Okay. <laughs> So I do love this. A, no, a novel it's idea. Vibes. It's been it's been tested. And what we find is it creates an experience. And that's what the gig tour gentleman was talking about is people want to experience Soweto differently. Absolutely. Not, not the conventional way. A little bit off the beaten track. Something memorable. And uh, touring the, the city of Soweto or the town of Soweto or the community of Soweto at night makes it novel. But it needed to be safe. And and what Nomsa Mazwai is saying is you need it also to create um, community. Yes, yeah. but also a mindset that says I cannot be limited by circumstances. Absolutely. And we had to show the communities where we have our night walking routes that this is good for all of us okay. and let's protect it. And so the yeah. community policing forum started out as partners, really, not mm. earning anything. I mean, mm. CPFs usually get paid for events, you mm. know. 
um, but they believed in the vision and the dream. And, you know, Soweto Night Out also creates an opportunity for us to groom tour, tour, tour guides yeah. um, to run our tours on other days. So. Okay. so we've come to the end of our conversation. There's a lot of things you've said here. <laughs> uh, when is the next uh, night walk? 7th of December. Tickets are available on Quicket as well as funkitimwalking.com. That's F-U-N-K-I-T-I-M walking. So funkitimwalking.com. That's where you get your tickets. Tickets are two for one special actually at the moment. Uh, our tickets usually as a tourism experience are around yeah. 950, but 475, right. two for one special. Funkitimwalking.com. Let's walk to freedom. <laughs> Oh, I love you. I wanted to ask you why funk it. I'm walking. Just looking at you right now. It's because I came back and I said, Funk it. I'm walking. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.